Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, October 19th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 352. I am your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Gita Jackson. Hello, I'm Gita. And Ricardo Contreras. How are you doing, Cato? I'm doing great. Because this Happy weekend, yeah. I earned my Destiny shirt. You did wow. it! <laughs> I did it! Oh, well, you have to show I us the finished. shirt. Yeah, it's, it's pretty Last it's year, pretty you did not earn that shirt. You I got not. a shirt. I got a shirt. You did not earn the shirt. Shout out to the um, person who wished to remain anonymous for yeah. giving me the mm-hmm. shirt code. <laughs> but this year, I finally did it. I did it. Um, it was a little easier this year, to be fair. Uh, Wait, was it what, what made it easier is it the similar thing of like having a bunch of challenges and stuff yeah the the one thing is that it because it's the end of um a large like kind of era of destiny and they're gonna take away a bunch of stuff they included all the raids that they're taking away as things mm-hmm. that you can like getting points to get the shirt uh so it was like Oh, I've already done all these. I, it was really easy to like blow through them all like a, a fourth, yeah. a fifth time. Like, um, so I was like, that normally wouldn't have counted. Like, it's usually much more specific to whatever the the current season is. But so this year mm-hmm. is kind of like a look back over the last the like last couple of years. So there was a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that I've already done. So it was pretty. It was it wasn't too bad. Uh, I did. It's still under the wire because it's still only two weeks out, and I. If I didn't have those raids in in there that counted towards towards the completion, I would have probably had to do a little bit more grinding as we got towards the deadline. But amazing. what's the shirt? What's the shirt's vibe? It's you know it's got an emblem on it. It's got my I can put my gamer tag on it. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, let me I'm see. Fun. it shirt. Triumph shirt. God. It's the it's the moments it. of triumph. I see it. Bungie shirt. rewards moments of triumph shirt. What what this says? What's that say? What's Atis try try? Is it just? Sorry, I'm doing quick. Yeah. Quick Latin translation here. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, Atis. Is that is that like um like the age of triumph? Yes, it's the yes. age of triumph. Right, that makes sense. Is that yeah. what this is? Are you in the age of triumph now? Because I felt, felt right. like yep. darkness was about to come down on the world. It of is. It I mean, very triumphant. Almost me, like the opposite personally. of it's always. Well, I mean, it's the the opposite of always darkest before the dawn. It's also always brightest before before the, the dark. <laughs> the dark, I guess. Happy election <laughs> yeah, season, guess, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, how was everyone else's uh, week? Everyone else, Gita, how was your weekend? (laughs) Oh man, small pod today. My weekend, I didn't do shit, and it felt amazing. Um, Yeah, I mean, we had a really good Chavos. This was every Friday for a Shabbat. uh, David makes me chili, and I literally wake up on Friday morning 
just thinking like he's gonna go get some beans he's gonna be making me chili tonight he started making it with like kidney beans and black eyed peas which has been an incredibly the the black eyed peas are very good in the chili I have to say um I just don't know I feel like since we ate that chili I always I just feel like that is my signal to be like a brain and complete clock out mode Uh and it's like a a, it's like a (laughs) like a sense memory I feel like I'm eating this chili. I'm not going to be looking at my phone. I'm going to be enjoying this chili. And then I got really into the Dodgers this weekend. I, <laughs> I watched this entire Dodgers yeah. game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, okay. So here's the thing. David has been making some intense noises from the other room when I'm like gaming. <laughs> so he'll be like, it's Dodgers tonight. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go play some Destiny or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll just be like, ugh, from the other room as they get clobbered. Except the other day when they got... And you know, they, they were down two, and that was insane, like totally bonkers game where they scored 15 runs in like the first two innings. Jesus. Yeah, he like called his dad and was like, hey, dad, you see this? is nuts. And then the next game, they um, they lost, but they came from behind. They have, they were down eight to seven. It's like they, they came from back like the last couple innings and scored all seven of those runs. Uh, and then the next couple of games, it's just been these real nail biters right. against the Braves, who are from a really, really good team. But yesterday they were managed to pull it out like twice. Twice the Braves scored on them, and they came back. And like just the Jeez. one, the one run that was amazing was Cody Bellinger. Like it's he's it's two outs. And there's nobody on the bases. They, they've struck out the first two, the first two people to go up. Um, two balls, two strikes. He hits a home run. That's that's baseball to me. Yeah. <laughs> and he like sees it and just stands there watching it and then starts walking, like just walking, casually strolling. But then he sees his guys and he's like so psyched that his guys are happy for uh-huh. him. <laughs> he God. just starts screaming and yelling. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. And that was it. Beautiful. Uh, Mookie me- bets with a beautiful home run. We love my my beautiful son, my beautiful baby boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, while we're in the, the world of sports, uh, something adjacent happened this weekend, which is uh, I think I think God got killed in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems uh, like what happened in baseball. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Uh huh. Well, listen, my understanding is Dom Dominic Marijuana, former player of the New York Millennials. Uh, was there to hit the, the winning home the winning home run the the home run that destroyed the shelled one, shelled uh, one yeah. is my is my understanding <laughs> so shout outs to Dom uh, rest in violence uh, <sighs> shout outs to to everyone who has made uh, baseball uh-huh. so very cool over the last couple of weeks especially uh, who was it that was flickering back and forth I I just miss uh, that was pitching oh, I don't who know. Was it? I think it was either Hot Dog Fingers or Troll, uh, either one of them. One of them had this, it was a very funny thing where they had the, the um, uh, loyalty uh, stat. Oh, right, right, right. And so whenever they would flip to the, they were, uh, yeah, it was, I think it was Hot Dog Fingers was on the side of, was was on the side of the squids against fighting mm-hmm. against the peanut. And then whenever... She would switch That's to correct. yeah to the other team. The loyalty thing kicked in, and her stat her stats dropped while she was on the other team, and then she would flicker back. It was amazing. That's very good. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, the game band really built a game with a lot of interesting. Mecha- yeah. I, I, when we got to this fight last week, for people who don't know, God, 
Um, there are good videos on the internet of people explaining this you could just look them up but like the long and short is this game that has been about fantasy base hmm, fantasy baseball teams fighting each other i guess real baseball teams playing playing the sport of baseball against each other uh uh kind of came to a head last week um, which again, really quick disclosure, friends of the table did, uh, uh, sponsor a season, but I always feel like disclosures like that go backwards. Cause that disclosure is I gave them money. <laughs> so like, yeah, no shit. I think they're good. I gave them money so that we could, t- so, cause I wanted to support it and use them as advertising. Like, yes, um, they did not pay for this. Uh, anyway, the, there had been like a slow, horrific build where like players were being, Uh, incinerated and also seemingly turned into peanut shells uh, or like put inside of peanut shells yeah and then at the end of the last like championship there it turned into a big jrpg boss fight between the champion and the the shelled one a giant peanut god um and that came out of nowhere and was extremely good if you put on the undertale boss themes in the background (laughs) while watching it imo um and that repeated this past week except it went much better than than last time so uh i fun shout outs to the game band um good stuff has anyone been playing anything other than watching baseball (laughs) i played randomly like a ton of games yeah your list of stuff today was like damn gita went in (laughs) yeah i i just like finally had a second it was like it was during the time that David was making chili that I was like, I need to just, I bought a bunch of games and yep. I was like, I need to play just a bunch of stuff that I wanted to play for a long time. So first I started playing the new game from Kitbox, or that's uh, being published by Kitbox, which is Lucifer Within Us, right. which really did seem like it's completely up my alley. So I really am vibing with the music, the voice acting, the art in this game. It is a really, really like very much my brand of like uh, a dark goth shit where uh-huh. there's like a you know like there's a bunch of demons and like religiosity it's not christianity but it's a very pageant like there's a lot of pageantry mm. involved which i love um and so you play in this game the role of an exorcist but in this world exorcists and detectives are kind of like the same thing yeah so this all is, yeah the aesthetic to this is like is like high faith deus ex or something like there's yes. like a great there's like lots of angles it's not like all all hexagons or whatever but it has i wait never mind i just, i advanced a little bit more in a polygonal form just showed up uh yeah. but yes like it's like it's like cyber it's like cyber it's catholicism cyber yeah, it's yeah. Cyber it is church. cyber catholicism yeah, yeah. it's a uh, ian sof is the god that they worship and i didn't okay. do the research on what what pantheon that god is from i think it's real um but there are uh, the demons are Christian demons, like it's Beelzebub and Lucifer, etc. But the God is not the Christian God. Okay. But there is like the level of pageantry that Catholic Catholicism has okay. it in sort of how this religion is presented. The first murder you solve is a new um, bishop or like equivalent level uh, is having a a crown affixed to their head or calibrated to their voice. That allows them to like be extra effective when preaching, essentially. Uh-huh. So it's like a technological augment to their natural charismatic abilities. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So that's 
that's what we're ending up like what kind of society we live in <laughs> oh Apparently, okay i see now <laughs> yeah you know just normal shit like regular mm-hmm. stuff um yeah there's there's no according to the prologue there hasn't been a murder for like like decades upon decades and that's because crimes within this universe are caused by demons inside you that's what tells you to commit a crime when you're possessed or coerced by a demon that has been that nudges you and at, causes you to act on your like negative desires. Mm. So the one murder I'm in the middle. Of, I I saw the first murder and then got a little bit tricked on this, like a little bit stumped on the second one. But okay. the format of how you solve these murders, it's like a it's it's Phoenix Wright esque, I would say. Mm. There's no, like, you're not going to court, you know, or anything like that. But you're walking around these court, these uh, crime scenes, collecting evidence and um, interviewing suspects. And when you have a suspect's uh, interview, it shows up on a timeline that's at the bottom of the screen. And you, you know, once you have all of the available suspects interviews, up to three, I think, uh, you can match them up against each other and check them for inconsistencies. Huh. So you are getting to shout objection in a way. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you find evidence that's contradictory, and that includes like physical evidence that you can pick up across the the map that's contradictory to their testimony, you can force the um, the suspect to recant or change what they or be more specific in the testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, what also happens there is when you catch someone in a lie. You uh, can open up their inner sanctum and reveal the insecurities within them, uh, <laughs> allowing you to back up your ah. your testimonies with their psychology. So just like <laughs> it's really interesting. So, so you you learn you it, sometimes it's pretty obvious who like the the what the solution is. But mm-hmm. it's like finding out why they did it is like so is very important okay. to this game. Yeah, yeah, that's like one yeah. way you can do the mystery, right? Like you can do yeah. it as a genre. Like you can do the mystery that is like a whodunit where there's like a lot of uh, uh, you know um, you know red herrings to follow, and you have to be really clever about piecing things together. And you can do the the mystery where it's like the the mystery is more about motive and about how we got here than it is about the details in front of us. You know? Yeah. Um, which, yeah. which is a fun it's, that's a, that's a fun way of doing it. And you learn a lot about the world that you're in via why people feel the things that they feel. Um, you I learned through interviewing one of the characters that they survived a famine, and I was like, okay, that's another wrinkle on this like this apparent utopia with no murder is that there was a there's no murder but there was a famine, and then right. you know there's huh. like hmm. desperate there's there's poor poor people exist. You know, but no murder, not, which means that everything is chill. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, you, you know, something rotten here in the state of Denmark, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, the second murder is like all about class politics, which I really, I found very interesting. Your three suspects are an academic, a wealthy and devout, like not wealthy, but uh, yeah, yeah. a devout and sort of haughty coroner that's at a funeral and the groundskeeper. And the groundskeeper is the one that comes off as immediately most suspicious and immediately you figure out has lied the most, but only because they're afraid of being caught. And oh. I really thought that the, the way that they handled that particular aspect was like very interesting because that's very true in our world. But, you know, you find people that lie to the police, not because they have anything to hide or have done anything wrong, <laughs> because they know that they will be treated differently. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, and because but, they're just you know, shook and it's like easy to talk yourself into 
into lies when you are fucking scared out of your mind. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have this background awareness of the fact that like people like you, you know, look Mm -hmm. like you are in your situation are treated differently by the cops added to being just fucking scared. (laughs) I never want to talk to a cop in my life. I'm like pretty much fine. Like, I don't have any reason to be terrified, but whenever I see a cop, I'm like, hello, sir, I've never done anything wrong in my life. There's no weed in my home. Like, you know, right. like, totally, yeah, totally. Um, so you got through that first mystery or the first case and then you started the second one. Yeah, I started the second one. I'm almost done. But okay. I mean, it's very promising. I really, really like it. And I wanted time to sink my teeth into it. But I also just was like, I haven't been I've been playing like Destiny. <laughs> Listen, just destiny I, for like well, a while. Have, the reason I am not being like, oh, I have all these new games to, to talk about today is because I've been playing the same old shit and yeah. y'all don't need me to talk about Genshin Impact or Squadrons again, you know? Actually, I wanted to quickly about Genshin Impact. Okay, I reached a place where I had to do a stealth aspect and I like quit immediately and decided to restart Breath of the Wild. That's what happened to me. That is like, listen, I'm not... Uh, this game is not built for stealth, and it is very hard for me to get from point A to point B in this room, oh, yeah. and I don't want to do it. I didn't yeah. pay for this game, and mm-hmm. I have Breath of the Wild. You've had Breath of the Wild already. You didn't put any money in this thing. It's You don't lose shit by stopping, by stop, by yep. uh, not continuing to play. There we go. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, there's like two stealth missions in Genshin Impact that are like, ugh. There are no, there's like no cost to failing them, at least. In fact, yeah. there's, the, the, there's like that one really bad stealth mission in... Breath of the Wild in the like um in the, uh, the ninja Gerudo, place. The yeah. ninja place yeah. that what is what is what are the names of the ninjas? What are the Oh my I god, why do I not remember? Uh, uh, I opened up Breath of the Wild, my two year old save file, and did not even remember how to play the game because like all the buttons are weird. Right? Attack is Y. Giga uh, I was just sitting Giga. there pressing Giga. A Giga. over Giga. and over again, like nothing. Like I put nothing. The fuck no, am I that's doing? not going to do it. That's not going to do, do it. Not going to do it. It's not going to do it at all. It's going to do jack shit. Um, that's a great way to fall off a tower three times in a row. It sure is. <laughs> uh, yeah, those those two stealth missions fucking suck in Genshin. But like, I feel like the the thankfully there are two of them, and I don't have to fucking deal with them. But beyond that, and and I've gotten probably like high double digit. Wait, only two. So Heather so. has venti. I want yeah, Venti's great. so bad. I have Venti. I have like, yeah, I, I've pulled a couple Ventis and it's like, Jesus everyone should get a Venti. Christ. Everyone. Well, it's too of, fucking late. Everyone. I know they, he's pulled. Well, he's still on the, he's still on the regular band. He, you can Is still he? theoretically get a Venti. You can still theoretically get a Venti. He's just I not thought, in. I thought event characters. Is he not characters, on the other banner at no, all? No, that's what I'm, ooh, this is what I'm saying. I'm ooh. pretty sure event characters are only in their events and events are limited to time. Like the, the exact the worst gotcha thing, you know? Gotcha games. God damn That's it. Not good. That's not good. Venti, I, I'm like strongly of the feeling that for people who don't know, Venti is a character in Genshin Impact who I think is, an, I've said before, he's like an incredible facilitator in combat situations. He's very good at like passing around elemental statuses um, and like, and also doing crowd control. His ult like is like a big cyclone whirlwind thing that pulls everyone, every like small enemy together and into one place. He's mm-hmm. um, very useful. He's very useful. And then his, if you upgrade one of his certain things, he can like produce an updraft so that you can boost yourself up with your with your hang glider wherever you are which is yeah. just so you it's like uh, Revali's Revali's grace right in in breath of the wild and like, i truly believe that beating the first area of the game 
narratively and emotionally and and gameplay balance wise should just give you a venti right. um because he is that i think he is that key to uh getting a lot of joy out of the next area of the game which i think is a fantastic area kind of regardless but having a venti with you is just very 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 useful i'm checking also high key the best character like uh, it's he's, shocking he's how great. cool he is yeah he's <laughs> yeah. he's a good boy and also he's our maybe non-binary king. <laughs> uh, he, he, he is also maybe a god. Who could say? Yeah, who could yeah, say? Yeah, damn. He's he, just he a regular this, bard. How not, dare you? He's not in that other banner. He's not in that other banner. Maybe he'll get <laughs> shuffled into a third <laughs> banner I once the Klee so. banner shows up. You know, yeah. I need the um, boy. I don't, have I either of you gotten to see Klee, the new event banner person, who's like a little girl no. who throws bombs? She no, has like um at a certain point you at a certain point you unlock um missions for characters to where you like get to like do their their mission even if you haven't unlocked them and play as them for a little bit mm-hmm. um not just like the tryout thing but like literally a story mission yeah. um and hers includes the fact that someone oh, a mage right. s- steals steals her treasure and she's trying to get her treasure back and you're like trying to help her but also it's clear that she's like someone who kind of she kind of Mr. Magoo's her way through the world and also <laughs> does that as a mage who can create bombs out of nothing. Uh, and this is feels a very relatable to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's nice. She seems nice. I like, I, I definitely cringe a little bit at some of the like childlike characters in this game, but this game mm-hmm. does not do any of like yeah. the leering, gross sexuality yeah. stuff that Oof. a lot of similarly aesthetic you know similar anime aesthetic games do um and so you kind of just like okay this is a cute character this game is not sexualizing her it's okay for this game to have a cute character in it you know she's not like also nine thousand years old so the camera just like can go straight up your crash right exactly exactly uh venti is of course that exact thing but the game just still doesn't do that but but, you know what it's just a delight he's just great to have around he's life of the party fantastic i love him Um, the second he showed up i was like i love him i love this sarcastic child he's so well that i think there's there is so much to be said about Genshin's localization, uh, mm. redeeming a lot of character like stock characters and and kind of tropes from adventure anime stories that have worn out their welcome in other in other entries of like you know shonen anime or whatever because of the degree of like sarcasm and humor that yeah. a lot of them bring to the table. A lot that of characters line. dunk it on each other a lot, and it's yeah. great. <laughs> that, that line Kaya has about oh it's the same thing as children inheriting the hairstyles of their parents. Oh my it was God, like it's so there's funny. some self awareness <laughs> of the genre conventions here, so I'm yeah. going to be a little bit less bothered when this weird guy with an ad patch keeps inviting me to the bar, even though I'm clearly and obviously a 16 year old. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's he Kaya is clearly the like. Uh, sarcastic upfront, but secretly very serious. Knows like all the secrets of the world. Is trying mm-hmm. to like do good things from the shadows. Uh, which is why he and Deluc should be boyfriends because both of them want yeah. the best for the, the world. Shipping <laughs> the shipping possibilities. The shipping possibilities in this are game are very strong. Endless. They're very yeah. strong. Uh, it's because they just- like play with the archetypes, but. And it's like self-aware of those archetypes. So yeah. when the romantic tension obviously and clearly like explodes between two archetypes that have obvious romantic tension, they're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. We lean yeah. into this. We lean into yeah. this. Yeah. Also, I like the Luke is a 
rich pretty boy with red hair and pale skin and kaya is a brown pretty boy who seems broke uh, as shit and uh has an eye patch uh with dark skin and and one of them's a fire boy and one of them is an ice boy what yes. are you gonna do what are yeah. you gonna do yeah yes <laughs> you know, come on it is what it is what does that tag look like at ao3 hang on do some research some live research genshin Here's uh, an entirely wholesome Im- uh, image of the two of them. With this is, this is wholesome. They're both um, drinking. They're both hanging out and drinking. Oh, wow. Sure, this image does say R18, so I shouldn't click further in because no. that is no, that is the cover to a, a dojin. That, you that is a hundred percent a cover to a dojin. Maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's good to know it's all out there. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the the Genshin Impact tag in general on AO3 is not robust yet, only 163. So listen, I just feel like, oh my god, Deluc, 31 of those 163 oh, entries are Deluc Kaya. There you so, go. God bless. God bless. <laughs> Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, also the second area in Genshin Impact, I just I, I've seen some people start getting there. Yeah, like some some people in the the extended waypoint family. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. Are you there now, Kato? Yeah, I like. I'm just peeking in for the first time. I did the the quest where you go talk to the the other adventure guild person once the map opens up, and yeah. it's wild how. <sighs> how much bigger the map is than you think originally. Um, I didn't expect it to get that large. And like, it's, it's mm-hmm. literally like one of those, like I thought when looking around, it's like, Oh, that mountain looks like skybox. Uh, nope. No, it fucking isn't. Nope. Uh, the and world is fucking huge. It's wild. How, huge. And also like, it's not just like, that's, that's cool. It's big and it runs on a PC, like I'm playing this shit on my phone, like before I go to bed every night. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. How is this game this big? Um, yeah. It's kind of amazing. Gita, um, if you can push past that one bad section, I really do think just getting to that second zone okay. is also to see the end of the venti stuff. It's so good. The end of like that venti. Listening arc. to you guys talk about it I'm has made me want to jump yeah. back in. You really are selling me. You, I mean, you convince me to buy a game every time you podcast. I know, here, I know. Well, so. this is the only one, and this we don't have to buy. Yeah, put, yeah, yeah. Don't spend you're gonna put, yeah. You're gonna put money in. Yeah, just, just, just go play it. Um, the second area is so good, and I think I may have said this on here before, but maybe I just said it on on Twitter because of the way it like. Um, layers, puzzles. Uh, it does a thing that, I, honestly, Breath of the Wild doesn't do this enough. It does it a little bit. But um, because there aren't the Breath of the Wild like shrine equivalents, it's externalizing a lot of that style. Right. A physics puzzle or you know lever puzzle or whatever, switch-based stuff or thinking about exploration and solving multiple puzzles in a, in a link to create something or to like uh, kind of do... A, to finish like the the area and so like in uh, Liwe, which is the second area, you um, end up with all of these kind of ancient uh, ruins and you're the I, I definitely have said this on this podcasting because I'm getting a flashback. Um, but, but you end up with the situation of like 
okay, once I solve this puzzle, then the second thing happens, and the third thing happens, and then next thing you know, like, I'm in a cave with a giant, weird, ancient, like, uh, you know, magical engine uh, that's being guarded by these giant, ancient robots, uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, then you get to fight in that game, and you're doing the fight in that game, but the process of solving the puzzles that lead you to the kind of final confrontation, the way that those things are like Matryoshka dolled one on top of another until you get to like yeah. the the final big thing. It's just like a really cool way of communicating the interlocking mechanisms of this ancient, you know, culture that has kind of fallen into disrepair in certain places. Um, also, I, the stories and stuff is just good. The the There's a story beat that happens when you first get to that town, to like the big city, that is just like all-star good beginning of uh, an anime arc or really any sort of <laughs> fantasy arc where we're just like, there's like a, a cool like oh this is i'm meeting the characters in the world I'm, there's a little bit of a build and then like boom like the hammer fucking drops and you're like oh shit what's going on so Ooh, i'm I i'm it. it's good it's good it's good that's okay it's, okay it i kind of wish it did more of those that interlocking in the first me too area right monstat is still like a little too flat i feel like for what the game actually can 100%. do it feels like and it's just like there's it hints of it. There's hints of it. Like yep. right at, right near the end, right up to the edge of Liu, there are actually a couple of puzzles like that where you unlock like a, a certain there was like a, um a one of the one of the like uh domains that you unlock has like this f- multi-part puzzle in order to get right. the door to appear. But like that I feel like that's the only place in Monstep that really does that before you start to get into Liu and it starts doing it like over and over and all over the place. Yeah, well, there's something else that's interesting about, like, getting treasure in that game, um, where, like, you do all that stuff, and then I'm, like, trying to understand my own response to this versus my response to something like a Diablo, which I am, I'm not, like, historically a big Diablo person, I've, like, Mm -hmm. played hack and slash style like rpgs and loot you know kind of like loot games like that like that or borderlands for that matter um and it it, it, i there is something about getting a crate full of shit that i know i'm going to be able to put into the items i like that right that makes them feel more valuable than even something like borderlands or like no this is a gun there's like this is a unique item in the world that i could choose to use but i'm not gonna i'm gonna sell it because i don't like it um, for right. whatever reason, coming into a room in Genshin after you've solved like a three-step interlocking puzzle and seeing four giant chests filled with, you know, low-tier items that I'm just going to break down and feed into my higher-tier items does feel like walking into a room filled with treasure chests filled with money in a way right. that like sparks that sort of adventure joy that, that does not get sparked by here is another Claymore with plus seven on it. From from playing Diablo or something like right. that, you know. Well, it's because in Diablo, but you know what I mean. Well, and like it, it's so much in that game. It's about um, the like different. It's like the the randomization of the perks on each weapon that makes it yes. interesting to get new stuff. Where this mm-hmm. like everything is very kind of locked in. So yep. they they did a smart thing by allowing lower tier stuff to be fed into higher tier stuff to kind of push it up slowly. Yep. Because then all of that still is like worthwhile investment of time, even though it's like, oh, this is a trash yeah. sword, but the trash sword can still be eaten up by my and, big sword. And <laughs> if you've upgraded the trash sword, most of what you put into the trash sword will go into your bigger, better sword. Yeah. Which is a great feeling because it feels like you didn't fucking waste shit. Like, you know, right. it's like 10% or 20% less or something like that, but it's not that big of a deal. So I don't know. Anyway, people should play through that section area uh because it's it's really masterful and and yeah i I definitely wish that they could put it i wish monstat had some of that stuff in it too yeah but i very much feel like they were like listen we just made this whole second area we're just gonna make a third area 
Do we want to go back to Mondstadt and make that better? Or do we want to make a third area afterwards that's as good as Leeway, but maybe a little bit better, you know? So, right. so we'll right. see. Like, at this point, I could, it's wild to me. Like, a Leeway is not even close the to end the of end. The like, you no. fucking keep zooming out. I'm like, holy shit. This, yeah. this map is wild how big it is. Yeah, they have um, said that uh, December 23rd is when version 1.2 comes out, which is where there will be a new area called the Dragon Spot, called Dragon Spine, which I want to say is, which I want to say is the uh, a third full area that might be the area that has like their fantasy Japan equivalent. Mm. Um, I guess I'm not 100% sure, but you know, I'm I'm ready. Yeah. Um, Oh my god. Anyway, I did not mean to anyway. have a whole Genshin Impact conversation, Keith. I know you were supposed to talk about I just said briefly, let me just say one Look, thing about Genshin Impact. And listen, hold you know, on. it makes me to play the game again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you running? What are you running? What's your team? Oh, damn, we're really doing this? <laughs> Look, this is happening. This is happening. Don't fight right. fate. <laughs> did, you not, did you not see me do did you not see this this post of mine? Maybe um, not. So I my saw main it. my thank you. Thank you, Gita. Uh, <laughs> I respect you. On Twitter. Um <laughs> The my main crew, I have a, a four step main crew, which is uh, uh, Beto, who is like a claymore wielding um, uh, electricity person who has like a <clears throat> who has like a really cool counter. If you've pulled her and have not tried her or used her mm. stuff, I really advise it because I think that she she I'm really happy I had her early on because she added depth to the combat that I did not have out the gate um, because she like is the only character who can block. Uh, and having a character right. who can block and then charge up a counterattack or like perfectly time the parry really adds mm. a layer to to the to some of the encounters. It's fun. So she's like my main, even though she's definitely not my best character. So it's her, it's Venti, it's Shengling, who I think everyone is running because she's technically the strongest fire person right now. Sorry to Amber. Um, I like Amber. Amber seems very nice, but I'm no one runs Amber. Amber. <laughs> um, Amber's just not the meta, unfortunately. She's not the meta, but I she's like. Amber. like She's really useful for exploring because she gives yes. you a character who can set fire via bows very quickly for puzzles. Right, right. And yeah. then also she gives you a 20% stamina thing bonus yeah. while um, gliding, which is useful. <clears throat> and then Barbara, who is just like a great healer, basically. Yeah. Um, also, my th this game just has all these little details. So Barbara's whole thing is that she is like a nun, but also a pop idol, which seems <laughs> to be a crossover thing with another with one of their other games oh. there i got i unlocked a thing in her story like her text story thing about how she became an idol and it's that someone gave her a magazine and was like like a magazine like a hmm. human magazine from another world <laughs> in which she read about pop idols and her friend was like i'm gonna create pop idols here in, in the world of tevat which is the name of the genshin impact world and she tried to but the only person who stuck with it was was barbara this cute nun who now like all of her attacks are like idol poses um and it's have you not gita hasn't seen i have to link oh, you Barbara. barbara's great barbara's what? so good <laughs> someone gave this bitch a 17 magazine and she was like i'm doing this this is me now this is me and uh so i'm gonna link you just so you can see some barbara animations oh um the the thing that i realized last week that's incredibly cute with barbara is Everyone in the game, if you attack like and uh, at, while you're in town and almost hit a 
uh, an NPC, they like, oh, oh no. Like they like kind of back away from you. They kind of like yeah. try to dodge you. But if Barbara does her attacks in front of anyone in town, they clap for her because she's I like doing that. a performance. It's That's incredible. Me. That is Gita Jackson energy. That is <laughs> what I need to project into the world. It's, it's so like, good. hello, I've almost knocked you over. Congratulations. It's so fucking good. Um, so she's mm. good. She's like my main healer who like I don't extremely need. I could tr- I could tag her out pretty regularly mm-hmm. um, um, and I have a couple of other healers who I think are like probably better suited for my main four but I like having someone who's like consistently able to just heal me if shit has hit the fan um, I have a secondary team of people who I'm like trying to level up which is Jean um, who is like a sword and like uh, she also has some healing stuff she's kind of just like she feels to me like a better version of the main character in terms of combat stuff Okay, um, she has like a um, a similar thing where she can, like, do her RT attack is, like, a wind blast, um, and she can kind of, like, pick up people and then blast them over cliffs or whatever with it. And then her her ult is, like, a field of flowers that heals you, which is neat. Um, uh, Faisal, who is, like, a bow electricity girl who has a pet raven who seems mm-hmm. to be an old man. I don't – I've not gone deep into the lore with her. Fischl, Fischl. I see in this screenshot that she's exploring, like – she is for everyone because she gets that boost. She's a good bonus. She's <laughs> yeah. a good bonus. She's, she's just exploring all the time. <laughs> yeah. You're using, there's a mechanic in this game where you can set a character to kind of like go do a mission off to the side, like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood style, and she gets a bonus oh to God. doing that. Uh, the Ningguang, who I just actually leveled up a bunch last night, um, who is like an earth mage, like a geo mage, <clears throat> who can summon a big... Um, kind of like screen, like a like she summons like a big pair of pillars, and then between them is a screen that blocks ranged attacks from coming in at you. Wow, um, nice. and that's neat. Uh, I think she's like my favorite mage, maybe her or Lisa, but the, I, they're just not or like as as far as attacky mages go. Yeah, Barbara's my favorite actual mage, obviously. Um, right. but I just haven't like cracked how to play as her yet. Um, and then Chi Chi, who is another <laughs> child, she is a zombie. You can tell that because she has that's- like. Yeah, a talisman like sealing her soul into her body or something um and she's like extremely sleepy voice uh she is she is uh, she's like my, my, i guess when you try to sprint with her she goes like faster okay faster uh it's very funny she's very she's very slow. yeah she's Zombie. very slow very chill um uh and she's also like ice sword plus heels basically um so that's my like that's like the eight characters i'm le- i'm trying to stay not all the way leveled up on that's like beto and venti are the two who i'm like really really focused on um but but there's a point in the in one of the dungeon types where you have to have two teams of four and you kind of bounce oh. between the two teams um and that's like from Damn. i want to say the fourth or fifth level of that dungeon up and so it's like well i need eight people so right, i guess right. i need to have or really what it ends up being is like i need to have two people who can like be team captain basically uh-huh. <laughs> and so when i do that i split up venti and beto which is sad because they're my two faves um, right. We didn't even talk about Beto's look. Beto is like a cool Chinese pirate with a cool red eye patch, uh, extremely high boots, uh, just g- great everything. Beto's energy is is <laughs> incredible. I also hate saying that because it sounds like I'm saying Beto, the no. American politician, whose energy is not incredible, whose vibe is not my vibe. <laughs> no. Uh, um, anyway, I, that's my main. That's my crew. Who are you running, Kato? I well. Um, so I'm running like my my main character is uh, Razor, 
the oh he's cool Claymore, the claymore wielder that yeah. uh, has the pet electric or uh, i don't know if he's the pet to the fox spirit that's a, i don't know it's a, it's, a wolf spirit, it's a wolf spirit right it's a wolf yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh um, I love and all the idle animations are so yes, good with they're him. They're very and the good. Wolf. Just the wolf comes up and pets him and, he's and very pets cute. him. Um, he's like my main damage dealer, and I have this great thing with uh, Barbara and Kaya, um, well, what's his name? We Kaya? just talked Kaya, Kaya, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. the ice, ice guy. Yeah, so basically, I toss on Barbara's uh, heal over time, like regular mm. ability, which actually applies wet to to enemies if they're close to you then you throw kaya's ice on there and it'll literally freeze oh, them freezes in place them, yeah. it's actually right. crowd controlled then i fast swap to um to razor and use the attack to superconduct uh Ooh. electricity across the the entire group and then he has a thing where after you use his elemental he does uh double his own damage on his first attack in an area around him it's so oh, good for that's crowd. so good it's it's it, it's this little i it's more of a combo than like separate characters that i'm like um like playing around with a lot it's really like razor's the main character and i set up yep. this combo to like get him into a place to just deal a ton of damage in in, a, in an aoe and it's really fun that um, the those finding those combos and yeah. figuring out your crew and like how do I make these characters like work well together and tag in and stuff like that is just such a joy and like I fully get why why including me like the reason I was looking forward to this game was because I was making a Breath of the Wild comparison with this mm-hmm. game when I first mm-hmm. saw trailers like a year ago or whatever um, so I think that and I think that there, those comparisons make sense but yeah. this combat system is like such a different interesting thing right uh, and again like deeply manipulative because the way you get to play with it more is to give them money to roll dice to on or characters. to pull up to, to do another pull of, yeah, the, yeah. of the lottery or the uh the slot machine uh, handle and see who you get or if you get anyone there's lots right. of times that i'll do a full 10 pull and won't get a character at all um and no. and at this point i'm only doing pools that i earn i'm not putting any more money into it i put like you know i put like 50 bucks in over the course of the first two weeks because like i'm really liking this game i'm happy to pay a full price for a game in this and i hit that and i was like all right i'm done i'm not putting any more money into this game (laughs) until a new full big area comes out and then maybe i'll give them another 10 bucks or 20 bucks or something right um but even with just the pulls that i'm unlocking for from in-game currency it's enough to do one every week basically and that's kind of like a fun thing to work up to um and and yeah sometimes you get something sometimes you don't you get those primal gems Yep, like pretty consistently throughout doing your constantly working on getting up to another one of those Um, which is nice uh yeah i i put in i put in five dollars for that daily thing which has been really good just like a small thing and helps like build up the the currency that you can use to get more pulls yeah i think Um, i almost wish that i would so much actually rather them have a better battle pass and a a, a straight up a subscription i would happily pay this game 15 bucks a month if you just gave me the like maybe not my pick of characters but let me earn the characters or let me do like work towards a specific one yeah maybe some of them take longer because they're more powerful or whatever totally if i had to if i had to grind to unlock deluc like absolutely i would do yeah um but i (laughs) I forgot to mention too because she's barely she's not in the rotation but she's my fourth and is kind of more the one that i run around with is amber because right. I do like opening up with like some long distance attacks as like yeah. people get closer, and the fire is also yeah again very useful for burning things down and burning shields off uh, enemies and stuff like totally. that. Totally, 
before I had pulled a Shang Ling, she was super important for me because what I realized was Beto, her like block includes if you if you release the block the moment that you get hit, you do full damage on your mm. counterattack. And that includes if you're standing in fire, every second is a hit, every kick. <laughs> and so I would just like set – I'd have yeah. Amber set the ground on fire with a with an with a arrow, stand in it, do a block, and then instantly be able to get full damage, which is like That's such good. a good – That's really And good. those sorts of combos that feel like they're using the environment and like using the all the bits of the game together are just so fun. Yeah. So shout outs to Genshin Impact. I wish you had a fucking less – a uh, horrible uh, uh, monetization s- scheme because it's built to uh, prey on people. I think my right. relationship with that is probably unique in that I grew up in a casino town. I worked in mm. Atlantic City for throughout my whole teenage years, and um, that meant seeing not just the ways in which uh, gambling ruins lives, but also the ways in which it ruins communities. Uh, and it's easy for my brain to compartmentalize that because Genshin Impact doesn't have like someone in the governor's office whispering about how they want different tax codes or would like to like bulldoze a you know a block of right. of town or whatever and it's like in my mind this is it is still bad gambling it still preys on people with gambling addictions it still preys on people who uh, have have trouble with impulse control i think it fucking sucks um uh, also i there was a degree to me where i'm like yeah and also we're not demolishing fucking las vegas or atlantic city or any of the other casinos and that is just as if not much worse because of the degree to which uh they can shape the physical world around them yeah um and that isn't like um, a the small the small thing here too is that they haven't as of where i'm at which i'm still pretty early i suppose there hasn't been any reason for me to put money into the polls except that characters seem cool but like gameplay wise it's very easy to ignore it's tough because they aren't counting on you right they're counting on someone who literally is compelled to just keep rolling the dice to keep spending oh it's not that much money and the next thing you know they are you know they spent three thousand dollars or something Um, and like that is the model the model is that it's the same model that FIFA Ultimate Team uses. It's the same model that you know a lot of other gotcha games use. Um, I think this one's getting attention because of how high quality the rest of the game is. And there's a degree to which... And I, I don't know what to think about this. Because part of it feels... Part of it feels like the, the core, which is to say the people who dominate conversations in spaces about games like forms and Twitter, which is to say mostly white dudes, are encountering a game that has this mechanic that they care about for the first time. Like, right. they weren't up in arms when, got you know, gotcha games that lots of women were playing uh, had, had gotcha mechanics. They weren't up in arms when FIFA has built this model for years, or NBA 2K has, has built this model for years. But this hits them, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I'm talking out of the side of my my neck, but like <laughs> that sort of. But there does seem to be a difference in response, right? Right. I think it's on top a- of the chi- on top of this is developed developed by a, a Chinese company. This is a game that has the issue that games developed by Chinese companies have, in which there is censorship against even saying the words Hong Kong or Taiwan uh, because of local laws. Like that that stuff feels like it is also sort of like a. Like a uh, uh, a a light that the moths of discourse 
want to draw themselves towards right. and mm-hmm. make a lot of noise around in a way that they didn't around like you know, grand blue fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I find myself so uncomfortable with the way that people talk about Chinese companies in the video game fandom world, uh, because it's just like, what are do you expect these companies to do to break the laws of their own company to appeal to Westerners? Yeah, we can't ask them to do that. Even if we disagree with those laws, <laughs> it, 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 the thing that ends up being difficult for me is like, you know. Where was this heat from you about Call of Duty yes! being literally propagandistic? For like literally, Ronald Reagan is in that motherfucking video game, right. and it's like, telling nice. you to go to third world countries and destabilize them. <laughs> right. Like right. Bolivia there's, this there's, morning, all the fucking memes about the CIA. Like, come right. on, where like, is this heat look- when when <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Like does some trans- transphobic shit for the ca- the, the millionth time. The millionth yeah. time. Yeah. Um, where was that heat? And and what is at the root of that? Uh, and and is it where does that dismissal come from? Um, and it's it's I know that everyone basically has their own line, right? And everyone has stuff mm-hmm. that is like this is too far for me. This is this is like this takes this off the table for me. And I think that's just like part of life is drawing those lines and for yourself and finding that stuff. But I I try my best to identify for myself, is there a through line here? Am mm-hmm. I treating one thing differently than another thing for reasons I don't even necessarily understand? And let me try to yeah. unpack why I'm having this response. It's, you know, Decolonize your mind, essentially. Right? Uh, yeah, like, is, is your concern about the human rights violations that are happening from the Chinese government, which mm-hmm. is not individual Chinese citizens who just have to comply with their government's laws. And who are like FYI. making a game. Yeah. Yeah. Who are making a video game. Is that an aspect of your Western imperialism? It can be, even if those human rights violations are legitimate. Because right. if you spend a lot more time concerned about those human rights violations and not the ones that our own countries are committing, daily. I'm not saying, For oh, daily. Centuries. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, you know, right. I'm not saying like, oh, you can only care about one thing at a time. Totally. But that's not what aboutism. It's like it's equivalence. You know, yeah. it is. Are these things as bad as are the things that our government do? And yes. how is your? And how do you respond <laughs> to these things? To both of these things, what actions can you take, if any, yeah. to where can you have that effect? Because yeah. in my life, I know that I have a better chance of pushing the United States towards being a better place than a different country in the world. Um, yes. And it doesn't mean that there's not stuff that I feel uncomfortable with in terms of enough to where I'm like, I'm not going to engage with it at all. Um, but I don't know that that is this. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it is definitely I, – I, like, like everything I say in the world, it's provisional, right? I, I could feel a different right. way about this in six months because something new came out or or whatever. But like – It's like it's uh, – difference. there's a difference though in a consumer product between compliance with like laws of your country and yeah. a full-throated defense of those laws. Right. And it, that right. can for, for me, for some people, be the line, right? Like for sure. me, I think it really is the line where it's like I – this is a game – where you can't say Taiwan in the chat or Hong Kong in the chat. Right, that right. sucks. But that where sucks the opening, that's like the law. The so, opening you know? location of the game. I mean, this is the thing that I'm so interested to see as the game continues. Is each of the the settings in the game is tied to a kind of philosophical through line 
Um, so like the first area, Mondstadt is built as the city of freedom, this place where like there are no kings. The the god who created this place has insisted like there can never be hierarchy in this town, which like mm-hmm. good fucking luck uh, because mm-hmm. there's a church in this town. There are people mm-hmm. with there's money knights. in this town. There's, <laughs> there's knights. knights. There's <laughs> cops in this town. There's yeah. going to be hierarchy. Uh-huh. Um, you have to get a license to use your gliders. You you use well, you know, anarchists are allowed to have are allowed to have laws also. Anyway, but the second t- town you go to is all about contracts and legalism and like this idea of rational individuals entering into contracts with each other. And then you see like, okay, what's that space like? And if the game's going to continue to do that for five more zones or whatever, that's going to be really interesting. And that sort of world building was going to say a lot about the way the developers think about the world and politics and government. Um, And for those two opening areas to be like City of Freedom, City of Contracts, already you can start to see like, okay, these are people who – see the world and are building, you know, uh, uh, their fiction uh, in response to the world that they're in. So I yeah. don't think it's it's fair to dismiss the art because of the the kind of conditions under which it, it was created, because I want people under all sorts of conditions to be able to make art and have that art like engaged with. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I've made peace with this part of it for myself, but I also mm-hmm. do understand why people, again, for me, I do think that the, the much more easy thing to actually t- take a uh, problem with is the, the monetization stuff. But at that point, you should be also pissed at EA for doing it with FIFA for, yeah. and all of their sports games for 2K uh, with NBA 2K oh, stuff yeah. with, and, NBA and with 2K, which has had just this reprehensible model totally. of monetization for at least the past five years. And you still yeah. pay for that game. worse over time. And, and you, you still, still pay, for that. pay for that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, right. You right. pay for the, the right to then pull the, pull the slot machine handle. Yeah. It's um, a fucking cover on this one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think it's worth talking about this stuff and thinking about it. Like, the the yeah. reason I say everything is provisional is because I think that that's a, that's the right way to be the thing that ends up being like, not to be like only Sith think in absolutes, but uh, like when you have that hard line feeling like you've understood something all the way, you're, that's like how you're setting yourself up for your pratfall a week from now. Like yeah. I just, I am not someone I'm smart enough to know I'm dumb as shit, boy. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like that has been, that is the thing you learn. Like once you start to learn a little bit, you go like, "Oh shit, I don't know anything." Yeah, <laughs> I know enough I mean, to like yeah. weigh in, but to weigh in in a sense where I'm like, and then maybe more information will come out. Yeah, I mean, I always just try to uh, give myself the right to change my mind yeah. on things. You know, I I need to have the ability to learn more and then change my opinions. Yep, I can't like make every thought I have declarative. I have to know that everything is fluid. Things change very quickly in this world. Like my thoughts are one of those things. My opinions and my feelings are one of those things. And also like learning how to be wrong is just very important in general. And like learning how to admit that you are wrong and to take a different stance is also very important. It will lead you to enlightenment. It's really tough. Yeah. It's no problem. Anyway. We should take a um, break and we should come back and talk about some different games because otherwise we're just going to spiral. <laughs> talk about Kitchen Impact. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back. Uh, Kato, I know you have been playing a new game that I'm curious about. Yeah. Can you talk to me about Tenderfoot Tactics? Yeah. So, like, the title suggests it's a tactics game. Um, You're playing as a group of goblins in um, a kind of very magically infused world in such that uh, whenever you do certain... First, first it's a grid-based kind of tactics game and um each of your different goblins start with like a different uh ability there's a healer there's one that uh does this kind of buff um one of them is uh kind of a more standard attacker that has a grenade okay Uh, magic can do lots of things right yeah exactly like and it definitely feels like um this is i don't know what the else they could have called it or, but it is still, um, affecting, uh, what you end up doing throughout, uh, uh, combat in this game is you end up affecting the environment a lot. Um, so for example, when you heal, it actually promotes plant growth and plants that plants that grow in certain areas end up blocking, end up becoming difficult terrain. And so as soon as you enter them, you have to stop your movement. Um, oh, interesting. When you throw a grenade, it actually drops the ground and the area that it affects down a level. And in order to climb up certain amounts right. of levels, it takes up more of your movement. Things like I'm that. I'm now uh, remembering this. I played a ver- I, I am now remembering. I, I knew I'd played a demo of it, but I forgot uh-huh. anything except the visual style. But yeah, that, that sense of like the environment, the, the tiles around you are changing based on your ability is really, yes. really unique. And also... Um, and also will change on their own. So you'll see like grass grow into a full bush over the the course of like two or three people's turns. Like you get the sense that nature is kind of in rapid, uh, movement at all times. Um, and it really kind of like, uh, you know, solidifies into this, this idea of a world that seems kind of energized with growth. Right. Um, and it's so yeah, like it's really interesting too because like you you set you you like maybe set up a path where like you're gonna get your rogue character who has a backstab to go around people, and then suddenly because um, time ticks down during everyone else's turn, by the time it gets back to the rogues, that path has been completely grown <laughs> over, and you could it would take you five <sighs> turns to even walk that way anymore. Interesting. That sounds um, but then frustrating, also, but not bad i don't know no yeah i mean it's like um it just means you you end up having to adapt a lot but i think it's good because it also um has this facing mechanic where if you get attacked from anywhere other than your front you get knocked down on the timeline i forgot to mention too oh, um okay. you're on on the right side hand of your screen during combat there is a timeline of when you, you your people are going and when enemies are going and you can knock them down by doing an attack that deals a nerve a nerve is when you get attacked from the sides or the back 
Gotcha. So facing is very important, but also you can end up, you can, you can use this if knowing that things will grow over turns, you can use this to your advantage, right? You can set up in a way where like right now my left has a bit of grass that isn't any terrain, but I know that in like my next two players turns, that's going to be a bush. So I can right. set up and use that as protective uh, protection for my back where people can't walk into it immediately. Interesting. Um, so like, yeah, there's this really great sense of push and pull with the environment, not just the environment, but like also the way you position your characters and all of that coming together to like really have this dynamic sense of the battle, the, the like the field of play that a lot of tactics games only do in like a destructive sense usually, right. right? Like you can change the terrain by like blowing things up and like, you know, that'll knock a wall down or get rid of cover. But mm-hmm. unless it's a specific like player ability, they usually doesn't grow on its own, um, which is the, really, really fun. Yeah. The thing that you haven't mentioned yet is what this game fucking looks like. Oh yeah. It also <laughs> looks pretty fucking great. Uh, it's this really cool, um, uh, how do I describe it? It's it's very simple kind of three-dimensional uh, characters. There's not a lot of um, depth at all. Uh, you can tell it's 3D when you spin the camera around, basically. But otherwise, right. when you like look at an image of it, um, it uh, is um, very kind of sparse. But you have only... There's like kind of two modes, right? There's in combat um, and... Uh, out of combat where you're kind of walking around this open world. Right. Um, in um, in the open world, you get you get a very limited view, um, kind of like the circle around your characters. And beyond that, there's this kind of procedurally generated noise happening as you move through the world where you think it's like maybe your characters see things, but they're not sure. And then as you get closer, it kind of solidifies into what it actually is, which is a really neat yeah, kind of it's like visual effect. Everything is super low poly. Low, well, I don't actually know if it is low poly, but there's an effect of it looking low poly, right. untextured um, or low textured. But uh, but specifically, the, the noise you're talking about is literally like seeing mountains in the distance that are like vibrating yeah. or seeing like the like trees sprout uh, or like sticks sprout up that then become tree trunks. And then, yeah. yeah. And then soon you're like, Oh, I'm in a forest. This is a forest I'm in. Right. Uh, It's really wild. Um, Uh, And I think it like, it also like it, 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 it it speaks to that sense of the, the, the landscape being imbued with like a mystery and a magic that is beyond your immediate understanding. Right. There's a lot about like magic and mysticism and kind of, the 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 small bits of text that you do get there's not a ton of dialogue there's a an opening kind of gambit that lets sets up that um you are essentially looking f- to harness the power of spirits against um an enemy called the fog and the fog comes on like the first night you're like hiding out in this house uh to try to recruit you um and there's this really great exchange about how the fog is uh the the fog calls itself a new age the, the um a new age and a new hold on where's the where's the line it's really great there's this bit about it the this empire of the fog becoming oh, i have a screenshot here i just lost it i'm busy watching these characters like <laughs> skate down a, a mountain 
right now. Or not skate, but slide. It looks like they're skating. IMO. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I love that. You when when you you can uh, crouch and you'll just slide down mountains, which is very good. fun. Uh, the fog is uh, says uh, the dawn of an empire is upon you, and this tonight is your chance to become an important individual in the making of the next age. Lay down your weapons, and then your kind of de facto leader says, "Silence! I know this lie. Such an empire will never bend to the will of its servants. Aspirants to this to that scale of power will only find themselves tools to it." And like that's the setup. That's like great shit. Yeah, I love that's, that. That's Just a good like yeah. oh. And then, and um, then you're off into the world to try to what figure out some way to beat back the fog. Presumably. Yeah, and so at a certain point, um, you reach the edges of a fog. Like you enter huh. a zone where you can know, like your sphere of uh, view is um, becomes obscured. Like you can't see very far. You can't. You can no longer kind of see the horizon anymore when you're in the yeah. fog. And then you see kind of enemies out in the world. And uh, once you defeat a, a pack of enemies, it opens up that area again Interesting. To, to being visible. Um, okay. But yeah, you're, you're literally kind of like fighting back the fog and trying to find these spirits uh, in order to, I have, I've tried to fight one of the spirits, which ends up being a fight with a bunch of witches. And then you kind of want to, but I lost because the witches are actually super powerful. <laughs> I mean, and like this is the kind of like the end, like the the real meat of the game is once you've leveled up enough, you get to choose different classes. At first, you're all just gotcha. goblins, and you have different. Um, there's like different abilities you can get as like a regular goblin. But once you're a goblin level four, you can become a witch of the wood. Um, Interesting. Which I'm very okay. excited to get to those bits because those are the bits huh. that kind of they show off in some of the trailers where you're casting like fire spells or like ice spells or mm-hmm. plant spells and more directly even kind of affecting the way that things are growing and moving around the battle the battle uh, grid. Yeah, this is <laughs> the, this has definitely risen on my I want to play this this week thing quite a yeah. bit. Is there like if you lose a fight, what happens? Is that like um, a game over? Or are you you, you know, go back you, to? Uh, you can you have two options. It says like retry the fight or you go you re um reconvene at the house that you like start at. Okay. So it's kind of like a you've huh. you've lost um you've you've lost uh territory to the fog essentially, like how far right. you've gotten. Because then you go back out and then it's like, oh, the fog has creeped in a little bit more. Right. Do you keep um, your progress? Do you lose do your character stay leveled up? Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh cool. they they stay leveled up. It's not too harsh or anything, but um the world seems pretty like pretty large for the like size of your characters too. Like there seems to be a lot of space, and there's this really great um, moment when you first when you get your first map. Um, there's like you you don't see yourself on the map. It makes note of like uh, we don't have the magic to show yourself on a map. <laughs> like, um, and also, um, I haven't found enough. I'm really I'm like kind of trying to beeline towards the next uh, point of civilization. There's like little towns. Apparently, there'll be other like villagers and map makers, and apparently their maps won't necessarily line up to your north, which is a great little detail of just like uh, in this kind of world where like everyone's kind of separated and there's not a lot of connection because the fog is cutting everything off. Uh, people mm-hmm. will make maps with different orientations just because they, they're not talking to each other, right? Um, they're like, this way is north to us uh, because of this tree or whatever. Um, yeah, there's just like a ton of great world building and also like a really fun and interesting uh, tactics game. And I'm like super excited to get deeper into it. Right, right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, this is this is 
good. I'm, this I'm looks really adorable. Yeah, I, <sighs> the visuals are I so love good. The art style is like yes. so cute. Everybody's a cute little animal. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so happy. interesting. Sorry, it's, go ahead, Gita. Oh, just it's just like a, I just really like this sort of um, this this art style that's been very common in indie games recently, where it's like uh, not quite cel shaded, like this flat color, mm-hmm. right. like no detail in the faces or anything, just like a lot of big blobs of color moving on top of blobs of color. I just find it so soothing to look at; makes everything look very cute, but doesn't like disallow yeah. images of horror or images of violence. I really, I think it's mm-hmm. like a good balance in terms of aesthetic. That's all I was Yeah, I, I think I, that's, I think that like there's something really interesting here because, uh, you know, in a year of wholesome games and stuff, etc., this is a game that I think very easily could have could lean in that direction <clears throat> if they wanted to and be like, we're a cutesy game about playing cutesy characters. And instead, it seems like it's because I want to be clear. These characters are really cute. Eventually, they, this one has a big hat. This one yeah. looks like a go- it's a goblin. What looks like a mouse person, which very cute. Um, uh, uh, big ears, big big you know floppy ears are just cute to me. Um, but when you but when you read to me that this is a game about uh, an empire of ill repute coming to you know unlike <laughs> yeah. the good empires, um, you know coming to stomp these people out or or coerce them into into uh, you know working alongside them. That is that adds to it quite a bit, and there is like a there is something about the world in which the you can't quite see beyond your own perspective that mm-hmm. makes this look both cute and creepy. There's yeah. a moment in the trailer that's very clearly like in there's some ghosts that this, these players are fighting, and it's like everything about this feels like you're stuck in a tomb to me, and that is creepy looking, and uh, that blend is really nice. It's um, absolutely the like uh, the unknown wilds being kind of terrifying to people who don't have um you know uh like you know a lot a lot of connection because there's like distance is like the uh, mm. big issue in this world but like yeah it's um it's really neat. yeah it's really neat it's very much like these characters are cute but like this world is terrifying like i'm <laughs> i routinely almost lose fights uh yeah i'm excited for this now That's um rad. it luckily isn't too harsh like when you lose a character in a fight if you, as long as you win the fight they'll come back up you know it's okay. not, um but i am routinely down to like my last character in a lot of fights just like people get surrounded that's the that's mm-hmm. the big thing that is rough about it too is like getting knocked down off the timeline um yeah can can snowball so quick if you're in yeah. a bad position and people get like um uh because the one thing i didn't i don't think i mentioned is when you do get hit from the side you automatically turn that way so you can set up a situation when you're making okay. someone turn around and opening them up to other, so like, to other of your uh, characters to continually mm-hmm. knock them back off the timeline. Um, but so yeah, it's it's like difficult, but not too punishing when you when you do lose. But a really like good challenge in the in trying to get through these um, these this combat and just like a really interesting it. world. Yeah, one of my uh, favorite games this year was also an open world tactics game, Horizons Gate. And so to have a second one of those come out that has like a really unique art style and and vibe is exciting. So yeah, I will definitely be checking this out. Um, Gita, I know you have one more thing you want to bring to the table today. Yeah, I. Because you sounded kind of ambivalent. Is that yeah? I'm. It's not, I mean, okay, so, you know, have you ever met people in grad school? <laughs> yes, yeah. let me answer that question. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Um, 
this is like a, a combination of things that are making me feel ambivalent. And like part of it is having dated someone who is in grad school and like being the daughter of an academic who taught graduate level English courses before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other is just like the game itself is very fun. And I find a lot of it very amusing, but it's just, okay. So Astrologaster is a game that's good. I think that the game is good, okay. but there's something about the sense of humor that it sends, sends like alarm bells off in my brain, like having from having been around theater kids for too long, where uh, it's like, when am I going to get really, really sick of this? Like, just really, really hate, like, am I? Like, it's a question, like, am I going to get really, really sick of the sense of humor in this game? I, I can't tell, but there are moments where I'm like, this is like an English major finding out a way to make a fart joke, you know? Like, uh-huh. I don't know. So what Astrologaster, is, talk to me about astrology. What is Astrologaster? It's like a very, it made me think very deep. Okay. I have to start from the beginning. Astrologaster is a game um, that's sort of a Shakespearean in tone comedy of errors. It takes place in London during the plague when Shakespeare was alive and writing plays. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up as not quite a character, but he's a character that other characters of the game know. Okay. So it's very much inspired by Shakespeare's comedies. Um, and it has like a very fun, uh, like middle ages flair to it. Like there's a, each character and scene are announced by a a chorus singing in a medieval arrangement, uh, like the, 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 the uh, attributes of that character and the situation they're going to go in reminding you of the sort of long-term plot line. Um, but you play this guy who is, uh, survives the plague by looking to the stars and using astronomy to figure out how to fight the fever he was feeling. And he decides to open up his own doctor's office where he prescribes solutions to people's problems, psychological and physical, by looking to the stars. Huh. And it's it's really actually very, very adorable. You end up mostly, I mean, most of the time you can predict what people's problems are based on their symptoms, right? When the first person comes in is like, I have trouble making making water, he says, trouble peeing, um, but, and uh, they have pain in my kidney area. And you're like, that's kidney stones. And you're like, and you're, you're correct. But a lot of time you can diagnose these people, but what they really want is advice from you on how to deal with their stuff. So you end up um, helping, trying to help, trying to help these characters navigate problems that are accurate to the sort of the era where they are living. There are though a lot of winks and nods to our modern senses of humor and modern situations. Like one of the characters that you meet is this like hypochondriac, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of references to like the wellness movement in uh, like our modern society. Like there's a, this guy has like a list of foods he can't eat because they produce mal- like bad humors. And he's always, you know, he's got his hand on a medical textbook and now thinks, knows, thinks that he knows more than his doctors, that kind of thing. Now, on the other hand, there are these really interesting plot lines, especially with the female characters. One character is a Moorish woman who is implied as helping Shakespeare write Merchant of Venice. And she goes to the blog to for... Uh, the doctor for help, not just navigating her partnership with Shakespeare, but navigating the world as a woman and trying to figure out how to create a legacy that will supersede Shakespeare's, where her work does not end up under Shakespeare's name and she's remembered throughout history. Huh. And it ends up being a very thoughtful narrative on sort of the unsung 
women of history who were working in theater Mm -hmm. and literature but have not been historically appreciated. Uh, But then, you know... That, that sounds good. Others. Right now, yeah, we're like, you're at the part of this game where I'm like, I get why you like this. This sounds good. Yeah, you know, I really like you. Um, they Each character will come to your office six times, and they'll have a different, you okay. give them a different reading each time. And, you know, when you look to the stars, it's not like a literal thing. You'll see, a, um, it'll start off with like one or two options, and then it'll get more complicated as you go on. And sometimes, you know, it, first off, it'll start off with like, it's either this like obvious thing or this obvious thing. Like there's only one star you look at and it's like, you know, it's either the the problem is either where their cancer is or where their Jupiter is. Later on, you look at stars in combination to each other. So, oh, this reading, this interpretation of their star chart says that this constellation and this constellation and this movement of this star means this thing. You know, generally. Huh. And you're vaguely. choosing which one of these to give. It's almost as if you're looking for justification to give the yeah. advice or reading or interpretation of their situation yeah. that I you mean, want. Because all of those are true. If you look up to the stars, yeah. all of those configurations are happening and you're just picking one of them to point out, basically. Yeah. Essentially, okay. yeah. Then you know, it's a lot like the sort of modern way that young people have gotten into astrology now. Sure. Uh, it reminds me a lot of I think if you don't understand why your friends are suddenly really into astrology, this is a good game to like help you figure that out. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of contradictory things in these readings too. And you are kind of just picking which story will make the character and yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, which story that is in the star chart, a justification for, yeah, for the advice that you want to give this person. Right. Uh, and like that's a lot like, you know, when I got really into it, I'm still, I still read co-star like at least once a week. Um, you know, it's it's like a lot, like a, when I look at my star chart, I am choosing, I am deliberately picking as a conscious human being, like what parts of the chart to pay attention to, because they're right. based, you know, they feed into my own desires of what I want to do to focus on this week, this month, in order to be a better, more thoughtful person, like better mm-hmm. to my peers, better at my job, et cetera, et cetera. It's a useful way just to organize your thoughts and organize your goals, because you just think, oh, Mercury is in retrograde. I really got to be careful about speaking clearly and being thoughtful about other people's struggles right now, because I bet a lot of other people are struggling. And that's true all the time, but it's nice to have a reminder. Uh-huh, right. Um, but there's this other aspect here where there's like, Parts of the sense of humor are just a little bit immature in a way that I know Shakespeare was. Like Shakespeare is all about jokes about erection, sex, and farts. I was say, oh yeah, we're about <laughs> fart know? and boner jokes. Like, what's the yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's here. It's like um, you end up having an affair with a married woman. You fall for her, and then she breaks up with you. And one of these choral, like, it ends up being mostly in these sort of choral arrangements. And one of these choral arrangements, like, you don't have to worry about fapping. There's other women out there. And I'm what like, oh, boy. I just time traveled, you know, in a really roundabout way uh-huh. back to 2012. Uh-huh. Um, and then another, I realized there's a character who's clearly pretending to be Italian. And it's very, very funny after a while because he just does this horrible Italian accent. He's just Italian like, Elon Musk. He's just he's Italian. Yeah, yeah, he's, okay. He is Alex Arbuckle. Yes, it's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, he, um, and then you realize after a while that when he's being introduced in that choral arrangement, they're doing Amore. They're doing 
gotcha. when the moon hit, you okay. know and it's just mm-hmm. like a, a long-term groan we're just like a bunch of really really smart people got in a room and figured out how to do it's amore right. in the most like academic ivory yeah. tower ass way possible like come shut the fuck there's, up like, right right there's there's the line between wanting to playfully tease someone and being yeah. actually annoyed do you know what i mean there's like yeah. oh, fuck off nerd you know yeah but there's exactly, also you like, know. okay i'm i get it i'm i get i get it but it's boring like, yeah. let's keep you let's know, keep moving you, you put yeah. a lot of work into this joke <laughs> into this internet just, meme and yeah. Like it's a high effort and high produce, high like very highly produced internet meme, mm-hmm. and I'm angry that you just didn't do the joke because I got the joke. You know, I understand the joke. We're it just it just makes me feel like whenever I encounter that in fiction, what I feel is oh, the makers of this piece of media believe that they are very very smart, and I. As a contrarian, want to call them stupid. <laughs> uh huh. Right. Right. You know, I like so actually, much. Actually, you're this enjoying game. your time mostly. Yeah. And most of the time, I like it, but it's like, is this? Is it? Will it ever become intolerable to me? Is like <sighs> what I'm trying to suss out. Because I have a lot of game left. It's very easy to play this game. Too. A lot like, of bad relationships just- I've been in have been have have <laughs> hit that point, and then I've gone, <laughs> oh no, the fact that I'm even having this conversation with myself. Right? means that I've already divested from this relationship or is this being responsible and thinking about the ways I could improve the relationship and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh He's like, I'm having this, there's, within me there are two wolves Uh (laughs) essentially. Yeah, no, I'm having this fight with myself. One of them is singing, one of them is singing (laughs) that's amore in the most intolerable (laughs) way possible. (laughs) And the other one is just smoking a blood and going to sleep. Uh Uh, No, it's like the the, uh, the the conversation I'm having within myself is I know that I'm going to finish it because I like the basic right. gameplay loop so much. And it goes back very, very, very quickly. These readings, you know, like so much of the game is good. The voice acting is incredible, which is great mm. because there's so much of it. Most of the game is listening to these skits and like paying attention to what your client has said so that you can give them an accurate reading. Yeah. Based on what they're based on like exactly what they've told you and what they want advice on. And, you know, the delivery the, in the acting in this game is like really, really, really fantastic. Right. Uh, a lot of very good. You can tell that these people, they eat, they must have rehearsed it in the space where they could be with each other because mm-hmm. so much of it's play like dialogue where it fight, goes into each other. People react to each other. You know, it feels very theatrical. Right. And I and, you know, but it only takes like five minutes for that. And then like a couple of minutes at most to pick which reading you want and then like uh, a like a minute and a half two minute resolution at the yep. other side so and then as soon as that's done you go straight into the next patient so it just is very easy to keep going and going and going and going um but i just don't know like i'm i need to know whether it, i'm being the asshole you know mm. i'm trying to figure out if like this is all sincere and these people just have a corny sense of humor or is it actually pretentious like, what is the line there, and how do I'm, I feel about that? Right. It's, like, so hard to know where that line is ever because so much of that is just personal taste and stuff, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and often it's also just, like, one of those things where I cared so much about this when I was – when I was surrounded by other people in like college where it was like, yeah. I don't want to hang out with these people because I like, they're just going to quote Monty Python at me for the next five yeah, hours. It's like, we're going to watch. Like, I can't the- do it this week. The same YouTube videos, right. drink the same beers. Watch the same episodes just, of Futurama. We're going to like, yeah. it's going to be the same shit. 
and Fuck. and they, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but like, and at that point, I'm like, I. But now I'm like, this is a, the people in my life who are like that now are people I only see once every other month. I'm now especially, but let's say last year pre-COVID, like yeah. there are people who I only saw a few times a year anyway. And I've gotten to the point where it's like, ah, yes. Please, please give me play the hits. We haven't seen yeah. each other in so long. I don't yeah. mind this. Yeah, this is exactly. in fact is kind of nice. Um, and uh, the the difference between that and playing a game where you're immersed in that, uh, I think it's pretty wide. But I think I think that's always just going to be a personal call, right? It's just like is how how much is too much, you know? I don't know. Yeah, you know, it is a personal call. It is, but it is just very much like I'm getting transported back. Report back in when you're done because I need to know. Yeah, 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 totally. totally. I need to. I'm sure there's also multiple resolutions because every reading, you know, stories can resolve in different ways based on the readings you give characters. So yeah, but you know, there was no way for them not to do the that's a more a bit. You know, that was built. That was baked in. There's no way around. (laughs) Oh my god. I love that character in many ways. It's right. clear that he is like a real doctor with a medical license that's come to inspect you. Uh-huh. Like he's got a well, comical mustache, you know, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Like keeps coming up with rarer and rarer diseases to try to trick you on to see if you know, understand like anything, <laughs> anything? about medicine. Yeah. yeah. No, that there's like so many good, that's like good. So the stories they tell across the time you spend with characters are always really good. And the jokes, mm-hmm. the, like the humor, when it's enacted by uh, two characters interacting with each other, I think that level of humor is right, incredibly funny. Right, Yeah, right. That makes sense. Um, there's a great reading where one of your lovers uh, comes and they say, a lover of mine has been cheating on me. I think, do a reading. And it's just this very <laughs> great, tense situation yeah. where there's like little parentheticals in the reading screen as well. Where they're like, <laughs> it's really like, they really, it's really like a holistic approach to the tone in the story yeah. where everything comes out of the tone. They, they knew they wanted to do a Shakespearean comedy of errors and like a little bit of Commedia dell'arte in, those, in there as well. Sure, sure, sure. But they, so they, they, all the mechanics are ways to add to those jokes essentially. But there is just something baseline about that sense of humor where it's just like I went to a liberal arts college and <laughs> I experienced some shit. So I'll let you know when I when I finish it. But I, I really dig a lot of the part of it. It's just like, it sounds cool. you know, yeah, you know, but also you know how it is. comma, but also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Sometimes they're a little yeah. much. I mean, that's what it is. It sounds like you're describing your friend who's like, oh, yeah, they're great. But sometimes they're a little much, you know, just and like, don't yeah, bring know. up this TV show around right. them. Right. Please. Please. Be like they won't shut up about it. I'm yeah. happy they have it. I'm happy they like it. I just don't need yeah. to be in the room. Uh, oh that gosh, happens. Yeah. It happens. Hey, remember Super Hulak? I'm, we're not Why? going down this <laughs> you, you can't. Look. Don't, don't invoke these. <laughs> It's the second time I've said it. It's like Beetlejuice. We just need one more. No, do and not. A girl with a, that fandom mm-hmm. red hair will just come up, up behind me. got brought up during rain, and I just, I could not focus <laughs> anymore on the rain. I'm oh, sorry. No. I'm so sorry. Damn. Inside. <laughs> inside like, shit. All right. Yeah. That is going to do it for us this week. Or not this week. We'll be back later this week. Uh, but for today, at least. Uh, it's Monday, and it's already. It's like it's not even late in Monday, but really I'm all Monday day. out. I have so much more to I'm do so today. But, yeah, Sam. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, uh, I don't have access to my email right now, which means I can't go into the question bucket because sometimes in the middle of a uh, middle of a month, I'll just randomly lose access to my email for a few days. So that's fun. Uh, <sighs> no idea why. Uh, but you can send your email to gaming at vice dot com. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to dig into those soon. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening. Thank you to Bowen for letting us 
Miss User Track, uh, Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone.bo slash B-O-E-N. Follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people follow you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. And Gita. At XOXO Gossip Gita. Follow everything we do. Twitter.com slash Waypoint. Waypoint.advice.com. Gita, you have anything going up this week that people should should go read on any uh... side of the site? Well, I think I've got, I'm still working on the feature about the future of movie theaters. Uh, Last week I did write about um, the Seraphian situation. Oh, correct. People seem to like that article. So if you haven't read it, yeah, it's, it's a, maybe you just need a text format. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, go read the article. In retrospect, we couldn't talk about that today, but let's, it's, I'm tired. Let's not go read the piece. Yeah, it's a lot. I already wrote the thing. Let's go to bed. (laughs) Exactly. Um, You can find that uh, on uh, motherboard. I'm sure it's also on waypointdevice.com, but I'm scrolling and not seeing it. I don't know if it just wasn't tagged Mm. or what, but uh, oh, there it is. I see it. I see it. League of Legends fake anime pop star is sad tweeting about genocide. (laughs) That was an Emmanuel headline. Shout out to Emmanuel Myberg. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. (laughs) We will be back uh, later this week. I hope everyone has a good week. Stay safe. Uh, Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.